Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and I'll start by wishing you a very, very happy new year. I hope you had a nice weekend, I hope everything went well uh, and you enjoyed doing whatever it was that you would do or did do. Um, we'll crack on as normal though it's a, a strange week this week because it's a new year in one respect, it's the first episode of, uh, of, of 2022 but it's the last episode of season two. Um, because the crossover point is always the the sort of second week in January for for TFM, so this is this is the last one of this season, and we'll go on to season three. I can't believe I'm even thinking about talking about season three, but we'll go on to season three as of next week. So out with the old, in with the new, by listening to the old for one last time, if that makes sense. Don't worry about it if it doesn't. We'll just. Go ahead and have some of that twangy guitar as per normal. Monday. I could give you multiple guesses and you won't know where I'm going to start the new year with or what I'm going to start the new year with. Um... That's because I didn't expect to be saying what I'm saying next more than a few days ago. But my new favourite thing, my new favourite thing, and I can't believe actually how giddy I am about this, um, to the point of slight geekiness actually, but we'll we'll go with it, see if it plays out. My new favourite thing is a mesh network. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, I haven't got a clue what a mesh network is. And why would you? Because neither did I until a few days ago. This all stems back from a failed podcast recording. So if you go back last week, um, Jason and I were recording an episode of the 942 podcast with a singer-songwriter called Jesse Malin. And Jesse's in New York, and this was a 10 o'clock recording UK time. And it was the second time we tried to talk to Jesse. We'd, we'd, we'd have one scheduled just before Christmas, and for whatever reason, he couldn't make it. But we didn't find out until literally we'd been waiting on a Zoom call for half an hour. Um, again, because of the, t- the time difference, we're, we're recording relatively late at night. So uh, we arranged for the, uh, for, the, for the rematch, and uh, I was on the call, uh, Jace was on the call, Jesse appears on the call, all great, all perfect. Except Jace's um, broadband let him down. And uh, and he kept dip- dipping in and out of the call. And after about 30 minutes, it became obvious we couldn't continue. So I, I was having this kind of weird conversation with this artist I only just met. Um, and after a while, I sort of agreed with him, look, let's let's put it away for a different, a different day. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a third time lucky kind of vibe. We, we'll move on because we don't want you sat around, you know, waiting for us. Um Jason and I then had a phone conversation because his internet didn't pick up at all and we started, I got him to, to run a speed check and the issue was nothing more than broadband speed. So for whatever reason, at that time of night or whatever it was, he was struggling with his broadband speed. And so we started and I started doing some search because we were talking about repeaters and inline net, power line networks and this, that and the other. Um, and... I happen to find this thing on Amazon called a mesh network. And what it basically is, is it's a number of units. So you 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 buy these three discs that all kind of look the same, or these three boxes that all kind of look the same. 
and you connect one of them to your router. And what you're doing is you you stop using your router as a, a network provider and you just use it purely as a router um, and you plug in a box um, to, to your router which then becomes your new network. But these three boxes are all very clever and they've all got multiple... Um, antenna in them and multiple signaling options and they talk to each other now the upshot is the upshot is you put one in a room you switch it on it creates a network you put one in another room you switch it on it talks to the first one you put one upstairs it talks to the and so on and so forth so you just keep adding these boxes but it provides incredible coverage around the house so we've been having a problem in the fact that um my eldest josh has been moaning like hell about the broadband upstairs and we've got We've used any number of these little sort of 15, 20 quid repeater things, and they don't work, essentially. They don't work. They work to get you a signal. They work to get you email. But as soon as you start to do a video conference or something like Xbox, they just, they just don't work. Um, these This network thing, this mesh network, we've been doing, and I've started doing speed tests around the house. And basically, we are, it is giving ridiculous speed levels around the house now so we've now got a situation where we're getting between 200 and 300 megabytes per second everywhere in the house and with this thing you can you can connect up to 100 devices so suddenly our broadband has been revolutionized we are it's like walking into the apple store um and the fact that everybody who wants to do stuff and stream stuff and watch the telly and play the xbox it's all working it's just all working and it, this thing was relatively expensive. It's about 150 quid, um, but it's it's fixed the problem. And if you read the peer reviews, and I'm I'm normally a bit you know about peer reviews, but if you read the peer reviews, pretty much every one of the reviews was saying, "Why didn't I know about this sooner?" This is you know, and all these people with three and four bedroom houses and old Victorian houses and you know brick built houses, this and they're all saying, "This is amazing." This has solved all my problems. So I've now got I've got a collection, it looks like modern art, on 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 the spare bed upstairs of all these different power line adapters and, and extenders that were in multiple rooms. We must have had eight or ten of them. And actually, if you add up the cost of all these things, it's covered the cost of the network. But this thing just works. It just just works. You can sense the excitement. You can I'm near hysteria in my voice. And it's sad, really, that there's this level of excitement about just getting a network that works everywhere in the house. But if you're if you've got a family and everybody wants to connect to something, and suddenly and your router's in what was the garage, you know, and suddenly it all works, then it's just it's it's just so it's a miracle. It's dark art. It's magic. It's just magic. It's just magic. <laughs> It's a rant, it's a little rant, wouldn't be me if there wasn't some form of rant. Um, you can't tell schools, you can't tell school kids, you can't throw it on teachers two days before they go back to school that the kids have got to wear masks um, in every one of their classrooms. Not that I disagree necessarily with the kids wearing masks, but there's two things I've got a real, real problem with with this. Uh, well, actually, three things probably. One is the statistical data isn't necessarily holding up the fact that masks in classrooms make an enormous amount of difference, bearing in mind all the other interaction in schools around communal areas and this, that and the other and outside. So the, the, the data is a bit sketchy on masks, but I'm going to be careful here because I'm a mask advocate. So I'm going to I'll, I'll I'll leave that little bit of it alone. OK, so I'll go with the two. One. 
why do you think you can get away with doing this to schools again? What is this? Is this because 15, 14-year-olds can't vote so you can, you know, annoy them as much as you, you possibly want? It's just not fair to do this. If you knew this and you thought this was going to be a thing and we knew about our recovery before the schools broke up, then why didn't you start preparing it? And why the hell have we not done anything about clean, filtered air in schools why have we still got a situation where the only thing we've got going on in schools at the moment is windows wide open in the middle of January or the start of January? So that's rant number one. Just why two days before? Rant number two, you don't want to tell people not to wear masks in pubs. You don't want to tell people not to wear masks in any form of hospitality. You don't want to stop people wearing masks in nightclubs and all those things. So why are you picking on school kids? And don't say it's because... That's where it's most prevalent, because actually it's not. That's not where it's most prevalent at the moment. It's starting to spread through the older generation. That's where the problems are. So why pick on kids? Is it because it plays well in the Daily Mail? And that the fact that most of the people that you want to look like you're being tough on the virus on are Daily Mail readers who actually probably don't have kids of school age? I don't know. But, but ooh, so annoyed about that. <laughs> Wednesday. For a large part of December, I've been struggling with shin splints. Um, I don't know if it's shin splints because it's only in one leg. I think it's shin splints singular. So it's not two legs; it's just one. It's my right leg, uh, and it's quite a it's it's quite a, a pain. It's a it's a kind of a, a stabbing. Oh, stabbing's the wrong word, but it's a kind of a it's a it's a very particular kind of pain. Uh, it's it, it comes from um, just doing a lot of running, or not a lot, I don't do a lot of running, but it, a lot of repetitive exercise, particularly if you're up and down hills. Um, and it's just one of those things. There's, there's you know, it, it's been a lot. I, I used to suffer from it quite a lot. It's been a long, long time. Um, and I was told um, by a friend that the best thing for shin splints and is compression socks. So I've been out and I've bought two pairs of compression socks. I'm probably going to have to buy a couple more. And I'm going to wear them for walking and for running. Now, compression socks are what you think they are. When you see those, you see decent runners. And you'll often see decent runners wearing compression socks because they, they, um, they help with recovery. Um, they help both when you're running and also in the recovery phase. And they are good as a a prevention uh, for injury and you have to be fairly fit or you have to look fairly good to carry off a compression sock because essentially what you're wearing is a long sort of half stocking that goes up to the knee uh, and if you're going to wear that with shorts which is a is a very particular look and, and imagine and imagine that kind of shoes long socks and shorts just as a winter as a summer look then you'll know what i'm talking about so it's a very particular look you've got to carry so and it's and i'm not that runner i don't look like that runner you know i'm i'm a you know i'm a i'm a six foot 16 stone guy who 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 throws himself around a bit and i'm not sleek and gazelle like um so I'm going to look a bit of an idiot in these things. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, to be fair, I bought a pair in black and a pair in lime because if you're going to look like an idiot, you might as well own it. So I went, I went, 
okay, let's 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 do black and lime and just just go for it. Now at the moment I'm all right because it's cold. So the two times I've worn them this week, I've worn them under tights. So that's all right. I've not seen them yet. But um, and, and I have to tell you, both for walking and running, they do make a difference. They do make a difference. I've still got issues, but by now I probably would have had to have stopped. So it's getting slightly better. And you know, and when I'm wearing them, they definitely make a difference. Um, I don't know what else to say apart from apart from that. I didn't think I'd be contemplating compression socks. I didn't think in my fifties I would be wearing compression socks to run in. Um, it's yeah, it's it's just a weird thing to find myself actually even it being part of my my life. But but. And I'd be I look forward to feedback on this. And I'm sure I'm sure Ian and Kerry might have something to say. And I'm sure Shane will have something to say as well. Um but mm, they, they they may well, they may well be the secret. Thursday. There's something very particular about the first week back after Christmas. Um, so it's probably today. In fact, I said it to uh, a couple of colleagues today. It's probably today when I felt for the first time, like I was back at work. I was back in the swing of things. You kind of fight it the first couple of days back. Um, and the reason why it's, I mean, that's not unusual. You go away on holiday, you come back the first couple of days, you, you ease yourself into it. But the difference with this week is that everybody else is in the same boat. So you can kind of sense when you do Zoom calls and when you have conversations with people that everybody's kind of resisting being back at work because you've just got through that thing of like what I don't know why, but the week in between Christmas and New Year, what happens is I suddenly start waking up at nine o'clock in the morning and suddenly the numbers that I used to see on the clock, like six and seven, don't figure in anywhere. And it's not just me, it's the house. The whole house seems to know that it's a week where you can sleep later and you do sleep later. And in the same breath, you you kind of also know that you probably might have a little snooze through the afternoon. So you collectively as a household, you kind of shut down and, and you for, for one week, you go into a slightly different pattern. And then um, you go back after the, after the break and it's a long drag to get back into into the routine. So I I don't know I don't know why. It just happened to come out of a comment. It happened to come out from me saying the other day, I do you know what? Today feels like the first day that I've actually I'm actually on top of things. I'm actually functioning the way I was functioning before Christmas. And 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 I got that back from a couple of other people who said, yeah, actually, it's it's taken us a couple of days as well to get to the point where actually today we feel like we've done a solid a solid kind of a solid kind of day, um, and and I think it is just because I think it's just because it's it is you can have that conversation about it as a collective experience because for every other week of the year, and unless you go on holiday the same week as somebody else, everybody's in a different place. You're unwinding, you're winding down, and you're winding up at different points. But this is the one week in the year where everybody's wound down at the same time, and then everybody's winding up at the same time. So, um, you know, and of course we all go back with the best of intentions, but, and however focused you think you feel on the first day back, you, let's face it, you don't, it takes you, it takes you to today. I mean, it's nice that we're through it now, 
because that's it for another year. Um, but I'd never really considered it as a group thing, um, you know, and, until today. Friday. I think I'm going to manage it. I think I'm going to start off the new year with a sub 20 minute TFM. Don't ask me why I want a sub 20 minute TFM. Um, I should theoretically be giving better value and be doing more. But in my head, this thing was only ever meant to be a, a little, a little aside, a little bit of something that you'd pick up and you'd listen to and would would just be because at the end of the day, you don't listen to me for ages. Why would you? So um, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I suppose there's no. Listen, if it was thirty minutes, it wouldn't matter because it would mean that I've got things that I wanted to say for thirty minutes. But some of it. It's about discipline, and I do wonder at times whether I'm as disciplined as I should be. Because let's face it, I know how to talk. That's not a challenge I have. Anyway, let's get to the last thing and see if we can get through in time. The last thing is a revelation. It's almost mesh network revelation time, um, and that is a Yorkshire pudding wrap. So we went out for lunch today. Um, it, it was it's Alison's birthday, so we we um, we we went out for lunch. And it's always quite difficult to go out for something for Alison's birthday because everywhere's shut. This seems to be the week where everybody decides if you're in hospitality, if it's a restaurant or a cafe, like we'll have a week, we'll have a four and a half. So you you haven't got many options. Went to a great uh, cafe uh, two miles on the road, and uh, in in a in a converted mill called Sons of the North, and absolutely fantastic. Atmosphere was great. Social distancing, you know, really well spaced outside. Uh, felt you know really high ceiling. Felt really comfortable in there. Menu was was fantastic, and the thing that caught um, my eye and caught uh, Alison's eye was this Yorkshire pudding wrap. And and essentially what it is, imagine imagine a fluffy pancake that's your that tastes like a Yorkshire pudding because it is a Yorkshire pudding mix. And I know the argument is, well, a pancake mix and a Yorkshire pudding mix are kind of similar. And yes, they are. But this thing had the taste of a Yorkshire pudding, not the taste of a pancake. Don't know how they do it. Got no idea at all. It's about half a centimetre thick, maybe a bit more. Somewhere between half a centimetre and a centimetre thick. And then inside it um, was um, um, roast turkey and cranberry and stuffing. But you could have had it with beef as well. And so it's chock full of, of a roast dinner effectively and it's a yorkshire pudding folded over um you know like a wrap as you'd expect it to be um and it was served with with gravy and um and and little roast potatoes right i don't know where i i i can't begin to tell you the taste sensation that is a yorkshire pudding wrap i don't know why it's taken this long i i kind of i i mean theoretically it shouldn't make any sense but it was to die for. It was phenomenal. So I'm now going to be on the lookout for Yorkshire pudding wraps. This could be a hit. I could be the last person in the world to pick up on this. But if I'm not, and this is the first you were hearing about it, then you need to be looking out for a Yorkshire pudding wrap because it literally is a taste sensation. It's everything you want from a roast dinner and from a Sunday and for all those things. But it's just there in something you can have for your lunch. And it was unbelievable. So I'm going to leave you with three simple words. Yorkshire pudding wrap. <laughs> If you've 
enjoyed therapy for me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.